All right, welcome back to the channel today, ladies and gents. And firstly, I've got to say happy Thanksgiving to all of you in the USA celebrating today. And I'll start by saying I am very thankful for all of my subscribers on this uh, channel. So thank you for being subscribers here. So because this Thanksgiving today, a more happy day, I will keep my, you know, my daily warning video to be uh, somewhat mild today so we won't go uh, full-blown doom and gloom with it, with all the content today. So we'll keep it fairly, uh, well, it's obviously a negative topic because that's what I do. I give you warnings. It's hard to give you a happy warning. But in today's video, we're going to talk about something quite important that is going on. And I feel as though a lot of people, a lot of people in society, families, single people, uh, consumers at large are not really aware. It's sort of like a sleepwalking um, event at the moment into a crisis, which isn't here now, but will be here um, at some point next year if this continues with this trend. So what am I talking about then? Well, it links in with credit cards, uh, personal debt, but let me give you the big overview. What we've been seeing is inflation rising at a rapid rate. In fact, uh, a rate so fast that we haven't seen this in decades. How do we get here? We've covered this a lot. And that is as a result of too much currency creation by the central bank, but also some of the supply chain breakdown. So what we had was, especially in the USA, was the government were creating all this new currency. They were helping with furlough and extra benefits and everything else. While people were not productive, i.e. people weren't working through lockdowns, so a lot of this money, well, it's currency, but we'll call it money today. A lot of this money was flowing to people where they were still going out and spending and consuming, but they weren't productive with it. So this created a knock-on effect. And what it did was because people got used to this bailouts, as it were, from the government, a lot of, and again, most of you won't fall into this category. I'm, I'm really talking a, about the public at large. They sort of fell into this category of, well, I'm just going to keep spending as normal, even though, yes, we went into that recession for a short period of time and we had the lockdowns. So people just thought, you know what, I'm just going to keep spending as normal. Um, I'll, I'll just figure this out later on. So where are we now then? We have these very high rates of inflation, especially in food and energy and a few other things. A lot of supply chain breakdown, so other goods and services became more expensive. So we have vehicles, for example, new and used vehicle prices went through the roof. Now we have supply chain issues with a lot of vehicle parts. We also have the, the semiconductor chips issue and you get the idea. We're having all these price rises as a result of a lot of the supply chain breakdowns, but also because consumers still had money to spend. But the main problem with this approach, and I am talking about specifically right now and what we're going to go into very shortly, is that a lot of the sort of younger people, I guess we can say, so maybe let's use the category of 40 and under, or maybe even 35 and under, have just, they've never really gone through these recessions or these difficult times before. So what they're doing is they're continuing to spend um, auto loans, credit cards, unsecured personal loans, secured personal loans, uh, mortgages, and, and everything else. And it's a kind of, how can I describe this? It's as if they think that what we're going through right now is no big deal. It's just going to disappear. It's going to go away on its own and they don't really need to worry about it. 
but that's just not correct. Remember that credit cards have a lagging effect of sometimes a couple of months. So you look at the rates right now and you look at where the rates are going to go as these base rate rises keep continuing. We just saw a 0.75% interest rate rise. We're going to see another what's known as a federal funds rate rise. Probably, again, this is my guess, half a percent at the next meeting. So these rates are going to continue to go up. And as they go up, what it does for you is if you have debt, is it makes the debt more expensive if it is on a rate that changes. If you're on you know, your 30-year fixed rate mortgage, it doesn't really apply to you. But in terms of things like credit cards, these rates go up as spending has been going up as well. Because again, a lot of people don't want to reduce their lifestyle and cut back a little bit. They just want to continue spending as these rates are going up, as inflation's going up. But here's the biggest problem wages are staying fairly stagnant. They are not increasing with inflation. So you've got to think, well, what do what people think is going to happen here? Are they just burying their head in the sand or do they think that something drastic is going to happen, like their wages are just going to go up by 10 to 15% next year? Well, I think it's probably the former. A lot of people um, just haven't been through this sort of crisis before and they don't realize how bad it's going to get next year. 2023 is going to be a very deep, dark and long recession. Now, a lot of people keep leaving comments and saying, no, no, you don't get it. You're wrong. Um, it's not going to be a recession. It's going to be a depression because of how deep it's going to be. Actually, I'm measuring it in terms of the actual way to measure a recession, and that's based on length. So it doesn't matter how deep the recession is in terms of GDP loss if it's only short. You see, if it becomes prolonged and extended, that's when you have a depression. And a typical example here is 1929 Great Depression, uh, which lasted until, well, somewhere in the region of 1938, but we could say 1945 by the time World War II was over. You see, this is what we're going into. We're going into this stage six war cycle which often happens if you do go into a severe recession or even into a depression. So uh, statistically, it's not looking very positive right now that we may go into, if it prolongs, a depression, but expect the Federal Reserve and a lot of other central banks to pivot somewhat. Now, whether that's with lower interest rates or more quantitative easing, I'm still sort of on the fence about that. I think it would probably more be more likely to be more quantitative easing with keeping rates higher to fight the inflation. But either way, you still have the same outcome. And just on that point, I mentioned yesterday that my stock market and macro finance course is on sale. The price will be going up soon. So I guess we can call it a Black Friday sale, Cyber Monday sale, whatever you want to say. So you can check that out. The link is below in the description. But there's one other really, really big problem that I want to touch upon before we go onto the shared screen, look at some data here. And that is that the Federal Reserve and other central banks think that by them raising the interest rate, that this is going to reduce consumer spending. And it will, this sort of principle has always worked before, it will reduce consumer spending. But this is the problem that they're not really accounting for. The credit card companies and the shadow banking sector, I guess we can say, and um, you know, unsecured personal loans and other financiers are making up for some of that slack by actually giving more credit 
to people that they wouldn't have normally given credit to. So these are people with low credit scores. These are people that may not have as good a job as, as what they're used to actually loaning credit to people on. So this is actually fighting against what the Fed is trying to do. The other entity that's fighting against the central bank is the government. And nowhere have we seen this as prevalent as the USA and the UK, where the central banks are raising rates, but the governments have still been spending. Now, finally, the UK has turned around and has started putting in measures to actually stop that. But the USA is still uh, spending. They haven't really got many major plans to cut back on that spending at the moment. So this, again, will help to keep pushing people into greater levels of debt. But let's go over to the shared screen now and let me share some of this data with you. So let's begin with CNBC article, household debt soars at fastest pace in 15 years as credit card use surges. And this is the Federal Reserve this report has come from. The credit card balance collectively rose more than 15% from the same period in 2021, the largest annual jump in more than 20 years. So this is huge. Total debt jumped by $351 billion, with a B, for the July to September period. Again, that is such a small period there. The largest nominal quarterly increase since 2007. Why have I highlighted that in red? Well, think about what happened in 2008. We went into another recession and the charts are very interesting, which we'll get on to a second. But 2007 was one year before the Great Recession. So a good indicator there. Bringing the collective household IOU into the US to a fresh record of 16.5 trillion dollars with a T. That's an increase of 2.2% from the previous quarter and 8.3% from a year ago. This increase follows a $310 billion jump in the second quarter and represents a 1.27 trillion annual increase. I think it's fair to say that this is not sustainable in terms of USA debt levels, personal debt levels. Debt has surged over the past year due to inflation running near its highest pace in more than 40 years and amid rising interest rates and strong consumer demand. Well, yes, we talked about that at the beginning in terms of the consumer demand when productivity was very low. The biggest contributors to that debt load came from mortgage balances, which rose $1 trillion from a year ago to $11.7 trillion, and credit card debt, which climbed to $930 billion. The credit card balance collectively rose more than 15% from the same period in 2021, the largest annual jump in more than 20 years. Credit card, mortgage, and auto loan balances continued to increase in the third quarter of 22, reflecting a combination of robust consumer demand and higher prices. However, new mortgage originations have slowed to pre-pandemic levels amid rising interest rates. And you remember we talked about this a while ago and where I gave my forecast as to where the housing market would, it would rise, it would hit the bell curve, and then it would sit on the top before dropping down. Well, we are definitely on that bell curve right now. In fact, we're, we're coming down somewhat in the USA. Once we hit that 6% number that I gave you, that is where we would start seeing price drops. So who is getting the blame for a lot of this 
credit card debt that's being run up? Well, it's Gen Z or Gen Z if you're watching from Europe. So let's look at some of the key metrics here then. So this is loan growth and balances rising for credit cards and unsecured personal loans. So we can see in 2021, 474 million and in 2022, 511 million. This is credit cards. So we've seen quite a large rise here. Now, is that new people taking on credit cards or is that just people taking on multiple credit cards? The data doesn't break that down. But we can see as we look at these metrics that everything has been rising over the last year. So let's look at the trends here then. I've highlighted the key points in red. So the number of credit cards has risen dramatically. The delinquency rate is also up, not significantly if we look at 2019, but it's up significantly since 2021, as is the average debt per borrower up. Now it's even worse when you look at the unsecured personal loan trends. So back to 2019, 150 billion. In Q3 2022, 210 billion. That is an enormous jump, as is the number of unsecured loans. So is the delinquency rate. So is the average debt, the prior quarter originations, and the average balance of new unsecured personal loans. We also have mortgage trends, which have increased. The average balance of new mortgage loans now sits at 345,557, whereas in 2019, it was just 278,724. Now that's very interesting if you look at some of the real estate data where they said that what would happen as of right now was that households would build up all of this equity and their debt levels would go down. That actually hasn't happened. And we saw the same thing in just before 2008, where yes, homeowner equity went up, but did people continue to pay down the debt? No, and this happens in pretty much every cycle. What people did was they refinanced and took even more equity or added more to the, to the debt burden, to the balance of their mortgages. And then finally, we have the auto loans trend here. Uh, the average delinquency rate, 1.65%, so that's up dramatically. The average monthly payment is up and that's on new cars at 679, used cars at 517, that's up dramatically. Uh, the average balance of new auto loans, 29,169, again up dramatically on 2019. And the average debt per account is up dramatically as well. Now, if we actually look at the average credit card rate at the moment, uh, it's quite mind-blowing actually. So that is 19.28% with bad credit at 28.12%. Uh, let me just say one point on this. If you have credit card debt that is at those levels, you really need to focus on paying it down. I mean, seriously, you need to get that down because these levels are absolutely crippling or can be crippling if you can't manage it especially if you're just doing the minimum payment every month. Uh, I know a lot of you pay off the balance every month, so it's fine, it doesn't really make any difference. But there's others who are paying the minimum payment and you can never really get ahead that way, especially if you have a quite a large balance. So all you're doing is you're paying these huge amounts of interest to finance companies, when really, if you got it down, you could be using that for your own investments like I do and a lot of the other uh, people, members, subscribers here. 
that's what a lot of us focus on. And by the way, I was in the same position. I used to have heavy debt when I was a lot younger, but I focused on getting it paid off so that then I could focus on investing. And that's really the position that you wanna get yourself into for you and your family to have that excess, get rid of debt so that you can focus on growth. Now, in terms of consumer debt service payments of a percentage of disposable income, this is from the Federal Reserve, it is not too bad when you look at it compared to say 2000 where it was six and a half percent, 08 crisis was 6%, whereas now we're at 5.6%. So it did drop dramatically, which is the right thing. When we go into recessionary period, people pay off debt. So it got down to 4.8%. But what's happened because of so much inflation and other high costs, we've actually gone up to 5.6% again, and it is rising. This is worrying because we don't wanna be in a, a situation like this as we go into a very deep recession. And you can see it's similar for consumer loans. We've just mentioned this. We're at the highest rate right now that we've had since this chart began in uh, early sort of 2000 era. This is the highest level that we've actually had. But this is the other problem. This is the federal funds rate, which is basically what you would know as the interest rate in the USA. People didn't think it would get to 4% or you know where it is now. I, I was very confident it would get to four. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes past five or even higher until they're able to fight this inflation. But just bear in mind that every time the Fed gets these rates rises going, they increase the rate more. This is going to add on to things like the, the credit card rate of interest that you're paying. This is why it's so important to actually get the debt paid down when you can. And by the way, if you like these sort of videos where I do go on to charts and data, and this was just a tiny fraction actually of what I normally do on my monthly macro video, which is one hour long, you can also check that out in the description below as well. And go over, have a look at it, see if you think the private community is right for you. But I do do a, a large macro overview every month. Uh, I leave no stone unturned and, and, and sort of give forecasts on what I think is gonna happen to the economy as we go forward and a lot of the, the markets and other equities. So we'll leave it there for today. Again, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you are able to spend some time with your family today. But if you do have a few minutes spare or you wanna escape the madness for a few minutes, uh, definitely check out my macro course as well. The link is also in the description below. All right, thanks so much for being a subscriber here and watching today's video. I'll see you tomorrow for the walk and talk weather permitting. We may have a storm coming in. Take care. God bless.